You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. Already in progress. Paulie was on my side giving me some information on Zion Williamson. That's how it works here. It's live for three hours. Come on in. Join us for a little while if you'd like. Uh, Chris Weber will join us coming up in a little bit. Got some more information on uh, a few stories here, including the uh, pro days for some of these quarterbacks. Uh, my source telling me what he thought of Kenny Pickett, uh, Malik Willis, also with Baker Mayfield and where he could uh, end up. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Uh, we'll have play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that forthcoming. Uh, I wanted to start with this video of Zion Williamson that was posted on Instagram. And it came out of nowhere because I'd been telling you that I was fearing the worst for Zion Williamson, that I didn't think he was going to play this season. And said that, I don't know, three months ago. Zion goes back to New Orleans, spending time in Portland, rehabbing his foot. Now, that was March 5th. He is cleared to uh, progress in basketball activities. The Pelicans have won four straight games. They're in the playoff race. And then all of his sudden, Zion puts out a video of him dunking. Now, nobody else is in the gym. He's got his shirt off. He is in New Orleans, but he has a dunk that probably would have won the dunk contest, but not expected to play this season. Now, that was two days ago. Not expected to uh, play. He had been attending the Pelicans' home games and appears to be in positive spirits, according to uh, teammates, coaches. Underwent surgery to repair a broken foot last summer. And uh, he, I guess, had several targets on maybe coming back this season, but uh, wasn't able to do that. And I wonder about the video, the timing of the video, because, uh, you know, Sham Sharania uh, in The Athletic said that he's the one that reported that uh, they were going to shut him down the rest of the season. Likely shut him down. This one feels like Zion wants you to know, everyone to know, hey, I want to play. I know it's easy to make a comparison with Michael Jordan when Michael Jordan broke his foot. And this is his second season in the NBA. And the Bulls said, you're not going to play the rest of the year. Well, Jordan wanted to come back, did come back, had a memorable series against the Boston Celtics in the Boston Garden. But this is different. How we view these athletes, uh, Zion a few years younger than Michael Jordan was. Maybe he wants to come back. But if you're the Pelicans, you got to be thinking bigger picture, long term with Zion. Are you going to be able to re-sign him? You're going to have that long-term contract with him. Does he want to stay in New Orleans? This is where I I want to talk to Zion if I'm the Pelicans just to say, let's just get a sense here that we're going to work together through this, that we can't have you going rogue and giving a, a different message than the message that we're presenting. And it felt like Zion wants you to know, I'm judging by the way he dunked the basketball he looks in shape. If I'm the Pelicans, I'm not pleased about this because I don't know what the upside is. And I don't think a doctor goes, here's your rehab. Uh, this is what we prescribe. How about you try to do a Vince Carter dunk? <laughs> yeah. Go out there. Okay. You had foot surgery. You're rehabbing your foot, and then you're out there dunking. I wouldn't be pleased about this at all. Because this feels like there's a little disconnect between Zion and the franchise, right? 
and nobody else is in the building except for whoever's filming this, but I was surprised. Um, does he want to play? Can he play? And it's one thing to do something, you know, a highlight, a dunk. He hadn't been cleared to play three on three, let alone five on five. But if you have a team in the play-in game, you may be playing the Lakers here. Uh, I don't know. It just felt like it put a little more pressure on the Pelicans that it's like, well, why isn't he playing? If he's doing that, I got to believe I could probably use him for 10 or 15 minutes a night. And then you had some other things. Remember when J.J. Reddick said on the mothership that, you know, Zion has really been kind of uh, distant, kind of disconnected with, you know, you can't be a franchise player and, and do this during your rehab. Uh, C.J. McCollum, they get him from Portland. Zion doesn't reach out to him reportedly. So it just felt like Zion was on his own island there, rehabbing in Portland, not in New Orleans. But as they move forward with this, does he want to play? Is he saying he wants to play? They won't let me play. Hey, look at what I can do. But it did jump out because I was like, wow, he just did that Tuesday night. Yes, yeah, Seaton. Turns out the phrase not expected is extremely crucial yes, here at this yeah, moment. Yes. Yeah. So all of a sudden, not expected is kind of, you could, you could equally write that headline as Zion Williamson might return. He hasn't been cleared to play by the team to do, you know, five on five, but he does a lot of on-court works, uh, workouts. Um, portions of the practice that have been open to the media. Williamson has done some light shooting without jumping. <laughs> now, it's like when everybody leaves, then he starts going crazy. You know, the media's here, just some light jumpers here. Is everybody gone? Yeah, they're going, yeah! They throw this down. Yeah, Paulie. Where do you guys side on this? Well, let's say he's technically cleared to play, technically by the doctors, but your management and the coaches of the New Orleans Pelicans, do you say, like, you know what, we could jumpstart this franchise. We get a 10-9 game versus the Lakers. Everyone's watching. That 10-9 game, Lakers-Pelicans, will be the most watched game of the NBA this year. We get that win. We get a couple playoff games. We make the franchise feel, like, relevant. But if somehow he gets hurt in that playing game or the playoffs, you will be ostracized for years. Well, yeah, but you got to decide together. I mean, Zion's in it together. Like you got to say, Hey, do you want, do you want to play? Do you feel like you can play? And you got to rely on your doctors. Now, do I, I just don't think you walk back in and you're going to play in a playoff game. Can you play in a regular season game or two before you get to the play in game? I would not have him play because I think what happens sometimes when you have sat out for a while, you've been injured, you're coming back, you try harder, you play harder, you overextend yourself. But Pelicans have 10 games left, and they have not given an official update on his status since March 5th, when the team said he was showing you know, in, uh, improved signs of uh, the bone healing. Okay, is the bone healed or it's healing? Because <laughs> that's another... Like where the tenses in these uh, these statements, you know, past tense, present tense, <laughs> bone healing, bone healed. Um, it's for a play-in game. All right, do I want to risk this? And the, and the answer is no. Would I like to have him be able to play against the Lakers? Yes, but I can't lose him for next season just because he wanted to play. But, man, did it feel strange to see that. Because at first I went, 
man, that looks like Zion. I got closer and I went, wait, when did they shoot this? Uh, Tuesday night. What? I'd love to know what the team re, uh, team's reaction was when they saw this. They're like, uh, did you guys see the video of Zion uh, shooting around? No. Jogging? No. Dunking? Yes. Uh-oh. Yeah, Paul. This story starting to remind me of 10 years ago when that great college pitcher Steven Strasburg joined the Washington Nationals. And his first two years, they babied him and they protected his injuries and they never let him get more than a few starts those first two seasons. And they didn't let him play in the playoffs. And the Nationals, were, back then, were not a playoff team like yeah. they have been lately. And they babied him. And his career ended up being really good, but those first few years was very wonky. Well, Jabba Chamberlain with the Yankees. They babied him. It'd be like he'd get into trouble and then they'd take him out. I go, you got to learn to pitch out of trouble. It's not like there's trouble. Help! But with Zion, man, I'm really surprised with this, that he put it out. Somebody put it out. You know, I'm not surprised that he might be trying to do this. I'm just surprised that it's out. Because it does feel like it puts the Pelicans in a, backs them into a corner. Like, you guys got to play him. Yes, he. Yeah, you got to imagine the Pelicans aren't happy about that. No. But uh, maybe there's going to be an update here soon. This program brought to you by HBO Max. Stream groundbreaking dramas like the HBO original Winning Time, Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Plus, don't miss the return of Max original series, The Flight Attendant. Discover all this and more. HBO Max, just $9.99 a month. Seaton, what's the poll question we're going with today? Well, we could start with uh, what we were talking about after seeing the video of him dunking. Will Zion Williamson play this season? Mm. Uh, we could also go with if uh, this is one from Paulie. If they were in a one-game playoff right now, you would root for the Lakers or the Pelicans? <laughs> well, I would root for LeBron because he's having the time of his life, and I would want that to uh, to continue. And I never felt <laughs> but Zion coming back, must see TV. And the Pelicans are a good team, or they've become a, a competitive team here. I just can't risk next season. And, and I wonder if Zion wants to come back. This is tricky because it, you don't want to alienate him or further alienate him because it does feel like there's a disconnect there. But it, it did jump out at me that uh, it doesn't feel like they're on the same page here. What other poll questions uh, do we have? Well, we could do uh, if the draft were today. Ooh. Which quarterback are you taking, Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis? Mm. You know, it's rare when somebody has a bad pro day, right? Everybody has a great pro day. It feels like a quarterback, and the, and the new trick is to roll left, throw right, and, you know, throw 60 yards. I mean, nobody's you – know, how many times in your career will you attempt to pass like that? Uh, Tom Brady still hasn't done it, and he's the greatest quarterback of all time. But – Feels like you want to impress somebody, you roll left, you throw right 60 yards. Now, is it impressive? Yeah. You know what's more impressive? When somebody is actually chasing after you. Or it's third and eight. Two minutes to go. Need a touchdown. That's what I want to see. But pro days, we get, oh, you know, that ball didn't hit the ground. Okay. Yeah, Seaton. But you know what really stood out to me about uh, Malik Willis? Obviously, the throw is, like, phenomenal, right? Yeah. yeah. And super athletic. But just his energy 
um, like even after that throw and he's running down and hyping the crowd up or whatever, yeah. like he just had so much positive energy that you're like, dang, how do you not love this dude? That stood out to me more than anything he did uh, athletically. He seemed like he was enjoying himself. How much fun was he having? Because you want that. I want the guy who wants to go to work every day. He loves going to work every day. Even when, you know, he's down, he still wants to get better. And, and that, that, to me, is contagious. My quarterback loves playing football. And you could tell that. There was a, a personality, a sense there. I did get some information. I had uh, uh, my source on this. Uh, let's see. I'll tell you what he said about Malik Willis. Um, he said, the college crop of quarterbacks is very pedestrian. The hype around Willis is too much. He'll be good in time, but not immediately. Pickett is solid, but really a second-round pick. There will be somebody late who will be just as good, Sam Howell. So that's the information that uh, my scout uh, just gave me. So somebody's going somebody's gonna to go. That doesn't mean these guys aren't going to go in the top 15 because we've seen it every draft. There's always that, what? You're going in and, yeah. So with Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Jared Goff, like all of these things, Cade McNown, Trey Lance, like people go crazy because everybody's looking for that quarterback. Could I see the Steelers taking Malik Willis? Absolutely. Mike Tomlin had dinner with him. I, I could see that happening. Is Carolina going to do something? Does Minnesota do something? Atlanta do something? You still have Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Seaton. And that, I think that, that uh, yesterday's performance, Malik Willis, it really says a lot about how he handles pressure, right? Because that, that to me, even though a pro day is easy and it's scripted theoretically, that's a lot of attention on you. That's a lot of eyeballs and a lot of scrutiny. And yeah. he was like, I'm good, like thriving in that moment. That's great. What a great quality to have. But you got to roll left and throw right <laughs> every pro day. It's called the Mahomes throw. It's just like, uh, hey, can you uh, roll left and throw right 60 yards? Uh, yeah, sure. I can do that. It'll never happen in a game, but I don't know. Give it a, give it a go. Yeah, Paul. I went back and looked for old Pro Day reviews, and they're almost 95% of them are glowing. Like Johnny Manziel, one, one scout said he was an 11 out of 10 at his Pro Day. Flawless, <laughs> no mistakes. I found two that were negative. One was Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, and these are public comments by, by people. Um, they said he had ball handling issues, and he yeah. wasn't wearing a glove on his Pro Day, which they were concerned about why he didn't. And also he had a lot of missed passes on his Pro Day. Marcus Mariota also got a couple negative reviews from Mike Mayock at the time. Just said nothing was special in his pro day at all. He, I love his tape. I love what he did in his offense at Oregon. But no, a couple of people did not like Marcus Mariota's pro day. Yeah, you know, you talk yourself in or you talk yourself out. It happens. It happens. See it every year. Like everybody's all caught up in Kenny Pickett's hand size. Oh, my God. Do you take him? I want to know, can you play? Now, does he have, you know, Ball handling issues? Fumbles? Yes. I think that can be corrected from what I'm told by source. Said, no, no. You get caught up in hand size. I want to know head size. I want to know what your brain is like. Can you process all of this? Because there are a lot of guys. Jamarcus Russell's the greatest pro day quarterback in history. Mike Mayock said that. He had it all. He didn't want to play football. <laughs> Other than that. Like Ryan Leaf had it all. He just didn't love football. Peyton Manning loved football. 
And that's why the Colts took him, and then the Chargers took Ryan Leaf. Yeah, Paul. I remember years ago, people were glowing about Kyle. Was Kyle Bowler out of Cal? No, oh, yeah. Like, the, his pro day, he could throw it 50 yards off his knees. Off his knees. And I think we said a couple, <laughs> you said on the radio the next day, yeah, but can he throw it 20 yards on his feet? Yeah. I don't care. There's, I, unless I'm wrong, I don't think you'll have a play where you're going to throw 50 yards on, off your knees. It's rare. Plus, in college, you'd be down if you were on your knees yes, trying you, to throw the ball 50 yes, yards. Yes, you, you would be. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my God, we, we just... Jadavion Clowney, never seen anybody like this before. All right. He's had a good career, but not a great career. We'll uh, get to your phone calls, settle on our poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all that forthcoming. We'll talk to Chris Weber, uh, get his thoughts about his Wolverines, and uh, well, a few other things. I'm going to ask him about Zion Williamson, what he makes of that uh, video that was sent out by Zion. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. And now a message from Discover about customer service common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by real-life person. You know, somebody who actually understands your issues, works with you to resolve them, somebody with a knack for helping others, and has a pulse. In other words, you don't need a robot. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. We call this live customer service. Emphasis on the word live. Discover exceptionally common sense. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Got our play of the day coming up. Settle on our poll question. Phone calls as well. Chris Weber, member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, class of 2021, former NBA on TNT analyst, and a friend of the show. Good to have uh, Chris back on the program. I don't know. Did you see the Zion Williamson dunk there, Chris? And uh, if you did, well, what do you what do you make of what Zion is saying in that video? Well, I, I think Zion, uh, even even at my worst, I can jump better than all you broke me uh, <laughs> critics. So. Uh, I think he's just saying, you know, he's back. Um, it's so funny, the internet. I, I thought the dunk was incredible. Um, but uh, a lot of people pointed out that he was reaching or stretching and uh, barely got up over. And I think that's just the expectation he set when he's usually looking inside the rim that anything he does is not going to be good enough because he's done that for us. But hopefully, means he's held the use of sports in context. And to me, they wait till guys retire and make them a top this or a top that because it's really hard to stay healthy and it's really hard to have a great career with health involved. And I think we take it that for granted with Magic. I mean, I'm sorry. I think we took that for granted with LeBron. Um, when Magic and Bird really didn't even get those years. So um, hopefully he's healthy and uh, that's what he shows. Yeah, but it feels like they're going to shut him down. He's not going to play. And then he put it, puts out this video. I can't, I can't imagine the Pelicans are happy that he put that out there that, hey, we're, we're probably not going to let him play. But hey, Look at what I can – and almost like he's saying, I can play. They don't want me to play. Man, isn't this a new social media thing a trip? Because <laughs> you're right, you know. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, wait a minute, New Orleans has to put that out. But you're right, he put that out. And so, yeah, if I'm the team, 
Um, what type of message does this send to um, my fans, first and foremost? I'll be trying to retain it. Is he going to come back? Sex, you know, with all the um, the, uh, the hubbub about him not contacting new teammates, is he a good teammate? He's in the gym by himself. So, yeah, I think, you know, as an athlete, you really have to be a, a great teammate of the organization and the business of basketball, you know, if you're on the same page and, this would seem to say they're not on the same page. So, yeah, I'm healthy enough to do these crazy dunks that would have won. Uh, I, can't play, uh, <laughs> I can't play tonight against Sacramento who's going to lose. So, yeah, that's, that's not a great message. You're in our bracket challenge, and I was curious who you picked to win it all, you being the uh, proud Michigan uh, fan there. Uh, you picked Houston to win the national title, Chris. Yeah, it was Houston against Baylor, so obviously I don't know what I'm talking about. Baylor's knocked out, but I think I got Michigan getting to the game against Houston, so at least I have us going against uh, what I thought was the national championship. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Did I you was... tell Jawan Howard that you were picking Houston to win the national championship? I can't hear. My phone's breaking up. <laughs> <Yeah. What'd you laughs> I, I have Jawan on tomorrow, so... I got to tell him that you picked Houston to win the national title. Yeah, but yeah, but they beat us in triple overtime with a bad call by the ref at the end. So make sure you let them know. Okay, that, that was right. that, that's what happened. Yeah, but no, I mean, you know, we weren't supposed to be in a tournament. I, I, um, honestly. In my opinion, meaning that, you know, I didn't know if, if we were going to be have the favor of the committee. And once they gave us that favor, you know, those kids have a lot of heart, man. Um, I kind of only talked about this once, but when I really got to be with them in person, it was just uh, such an electric feeling. And, and you know, Dan, like when guys really believe, that's just the most heart because – when guys believe, then that means you don't have to preach extra guys. Make sure you're in your room. Let's work hard. Let's talk about it. You know, when, when you're on that same page, it's something so special. That locker room, but not necessarily, oh, they're going to win a championship, but more like, man, these guys are going to remember this for the rest of their life, and they're going to base a lot of principles on how to work, how to uh, communicate, how to be a great teammate through this. So I'm really happy for Juwan. I'm happy for the team. Um, I'm happy for Michigan fans all over. What was it like to go in the locker room with the team and give a pep talk? Uh, it, it, unexpected, Dan. Like, I, I know people may think, uh, you know, you, you had it all planned to dance with Juwan and all this, but really I was just really, I soaked up the moment. I was going there like, oh, my God, I'm going back. I get to see some friends I haven't seen in a long time. And then, you know, the uh, equipment manager, the same equipment manager I had, mm. Uh, Jay, Jay Smith, uh, he coached my brother essentially. He was my big man's coach there. Uh, he's back at the university. So it was just so great. It was surreal. And then, you know, Ray Jackson had been, you know, really been, I won't say it, but one of my side is my boy. He's been getting on my nerves like a just constant. Like, when are we going? We're going to do this. And he's such, he's so sort of fun that when I got in there and the first thing he says is, um, you guys must be really good because you got the black unicorn to come out because he never comes out. <laughs> like, all these jokes were just, it was. Wait, you're, the, like you're the black unicorn? One. You're the black unicorn? Well, yeah, I'm not, not Porzingis, but he says I never, you know, come out the house. That, <laughs> so it must have been. But in the middle of a speech in the team, you haven't seen it forever for that joke. So, I mean, it was just, uh, it, it, was, it was really special. And there was a lot of, uh, a lot of happy feeling, and and most of the feeling was for winning that game. I mean, that's what it got back to. Not necessarily, oh, we believe it's won. I mean, we we talk all it was more like, 
He did a great coaching job, great adjustments in the second half. I can't keep watching these games because I'm getting sick on the side. It was uh, definitely was one of the best uh, sport experiences, you know, that, that I've had, especially since retirement. He's a Hall of Famer Chris Weber, former uh, member of the Fab Five at Michigan. I know you're doing stuff with collectibles and the NFT marketplace. And, you know, follow me on this. You had the ill-fated timeout in March Madness. Could you... How do you monetize? Could you monetize your timeout in the uh, national title game? Sure. I'm, I'm sure. Um, well, truthfully, I have it. Um, I speak relations. Uh, I've been on this probably since the day of the timeout. And, hold, on you know, a, hold on a second, Chris. Your uh, phone is sure. kind of shorting out there. Let's see if we can get a better connection there. I apologize. Uh, it, it wasn't bad enough to you know, have him call in again, but uh, yeah, Paul. I think it was, it was the question that made the phone crap out. Oh, you do? <laughs> the timeout question. Oh. Well, we have a relationship with him. Yes, I, and, and we've talked about this, and we've talked about what he's done, where he named his foundation, Timeout Foundation. So self-deprecating, and uh, you know, he, he talked about that. But also, you know, when you have an NFT – that's one of the more famous college basketball NFTs when he, he called the timeout. So I'm just curious if you're going to monetize and you're going to work with NFT collectibles, then would you want to monetize that? Yeah. Paul. The other thing when, when I, I didn't know Chris Weber was going to be there either at the game in the locker room, but after, you know, everything that happened in Michigan to see the video. And at first time I'm like, Oh my gosh, it was like, a shocking video to see him in the locker room jumping around, having fun like a teenager again at Michigan because there's been so much baggage over the last 20 years. Fritzy, if, if we can't get a good connection, then it, it's okay uh, because i I got to be fair to the audience trying to listen to this because it hasn't, hasn't been a great connection there. Uh, Seton, what uh, poll question are we going to go with? Well, I got another option for you, actually, which was a major storyline that we've been following Okay, that I feel like is just developing as – we speak okay will a quarterback be taken in the first 13 and a half picks yeah. in this year's nfl draft um are, are we okay there todd yes we have c way back okay uh, uh can you hear me chris i can sorry about that Dan. um so you know you're doing stuff with nft uh and I, I wonder, and we've talked about the timeout before. You named your foundation timeout. So I didn't know, if, is that something that you can monetize? Um, hopefully you talk about that. I'm saying that, yeah, I've been, I've been monetizing the timeout very often since the day I called it. I'm speaking um, so many corporations, uh, so many people, and it's just about handle your worst moment. Um, what do you do? Um, how do you have accountability? How do you come back out of it? Um, how do you encourage yourself? Um, and then, you know, kind of the corporate strategy is how to be a good teammate because I believe the best, you know, little great is when makes athletes great. You're early, you stay late, you be a good teammate, you empower, you're a good leader, communicate, all those things. And so I've been doing that since then and hopefully helping a lot of people. But with this NFT of collectible is what we're doing um, is we're bridging um, from the digital world. And I think many of companies out there are doing a wonderful job. However, I'm lucky to be with the first company that um, has gone public uh, from NFT. And they've believed in me. And we're going to really um, 
with our partnership, really uh, engage the fans with experiences. So whereas, yes, I can on a time, I'm sure I have the, you call the time out in shoes. The, you know, I have everything. I'm a, I'm a sports hoarder. So I've always kept my stuff. But at the same time, I think what I'm trying to do here is we're going to have wonderful partnerships um, with agencies and companies that have established relationships with athletes and help bring them into the metaverse and use it. So I'm working with a lot of different uh, agencies and partnerships uh, to make sure that, you know, the experience I understand in this, that I get to other athletes. Because the one good thing about the metaverse, you never get old. Like, I can still jump. I might even be able to do the Zion dunk in the metaverse. Whoa. Um, so uh, I'm just looking forward, yeah, right? <laughs> looking forward to, uh, to engaging with the Clinton. Well, it's great to talk to you again, Chris, and uh, good luck to your Wolverines and uh, certainly your Houston Cougars as well, winning the national title. Hey, man, I just picked that out blindly, but uh, sorry for the for the uh, terrible uh, line here. I live on the farm, but thank you for always having me on, Dan. I really appreciate it. That's uh, C. Webb, a member of the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, we, we, we tried there, and uh, if, if you're listening, uh, look, uh, you know, we, we try to handle this before a guest comes on and uh, try to troubleshoot that best we could. But uh, always, always good to talk to C-Web. Yeah, Paul. Well, if you're going to have a little sense of humor with it, this Chris sounds like he has a sense of humor. How about an NFT of Juwan Howard? Smacking the Wisconsin coach? I'm just saying there's people who would buy it. Yeah, probably a few Michigan people <laughs> would buy it. I don't think anybody in Wisconsin's buying it. Yeah. Yeah. But these NFTs, and, and Chris has, you know, you have to understand how big that was in the moment, how big the Fab Five was and were, and Chris calling that timeout, and they didn't have a timeout, and then there was blame going around. Did the coaches tell him? You know, the bench was yelling for a timeout, and, you know, he parlayed that into, you know, his foundation called timeout, and then does speeches around the country, talking to, you know, corporations about you know, when you're down or what happens or being a good team at it, as he was talking about. Yeah, Paul. If you go back and watch that Michigan-North Carolina title game with the timeout, imagine if he didn't call the timeout and somehow Michigan hit the shot to win it. Chris Weber on the inbounds traveled. Remember he dragged yes, his he pivot did. foot? Yeah. And the, the Carolina fans were going out of their minds. Yeah, yes, he did. He did uh, travel. Uh, Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan and Danette. How are you guys this morning? Good. What do you have? Excellent. Hey, um, real quick, just to follow up on uh, Marvin's double pie to the face yesterday, my son walked in the room and asked why Pennywise was on the Dan Patrick show. Um, and secondly, if there's no unwritten rules about pies in the face, uh, then I don't know if Mario deserves one or not for putting it on top of Marvin's head. That was uh, not, not one of those rules. But <clears throat> anyways, yeah. real quick, I've got a poll question idea. Um, best old guy feet. I think that we all fall in this same age bracket. So is it Tom Brady leading the NFL in TDs and passing yards at 44? LeBron James leading NBA and scoring at 37? Gordy Howe scoring a playoff goal at age 51? Or Barry Bonds and Ted Williams each getting a batting title at age 40? Best old guy feet. All right. Um, well, I'm going to take Bonds out of the equation there. Uh... Uh, what LeBron is doing is more impressive than what Brady did because LeBron has to go out there and, and it's physical, you know, Tom, Tom is protected, but it, you know, they've gone out of their way to protect quarterbacks here. 
So Tom just has to stay upright. Now he still has to make those plays, but LeBron is getting banged around every single night. And going against guys who are a lot younger than him, quicker than him, can jump higher than him, uh, you know, every single night. Brady, it's remarkable what he did, but um, LeBron doing that at his age with all of the mileage on that body, that he's really a 40-year-old out there because it's three seasons of playoff basketball. And to do that in that sport with that physicality, uh, that to me is more impressive. Sean in Oregon. Hey, Sean, what's on your mind? Good to have you back. Good morning, Dan. Morning. You know, uh, Zion Williamson has alienated himself. Nobody's alienated him. I mean, America has almost moved on from him as saying he's a bust. So I'm glad he's showed himself healthy. You know, the Blazers, I'm a huge Blazer fan. We got a handful of healthy players that are just sitting here, and the Blazers are playing this tank game. And I hope that somehow the NBA stops this from happening because it ain't good for the fans. It ain't good for the kids. You know, when you go there to see a game, you know, NBA is star-driven. We go there to see the stars. And in life, you know, in no, no level of life do you win by losing. And I bring this up, and I got people that are going back 23 years showing me that Tim Duncan and the Spurs, you know, tanked and they won. All these other teams – you know, it has not worked for Philadelphia. It's not worked for the Clippers. It ain't worked for the Timberwolves. I mean, this has got to stop. Have a good day, you guys. Right. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, Satan. It kind of it's weird to me that that the story of Zion Williamson is alienating himself when it's the injury that alienated him. If you remember when we had Julian Edelman on and he was taught what was the worst part of rehabbing his knee, I think it was, right? And he was just like, you're all alone. You're away from your teammates. They're doing football stuff and you're just rehabbing. And the alienation is by far the worst part because you just want to be with your teammates. Isn't it? It's not really him choosing to be, well, I'm not going to do. He's got he's to rehab. You can't do that with your teammates. Did he have to go to Portland to do it? Maybe that was the best place to do it. Hmm. Yeah, Paulie. I think the problem is nowadays we don't know whether the athletes hurt or milking it or what. Because Zion Williamson could be working his tail off to get ready, get back, and doing all the right things. But then we see Ben Simmons, and we think this guy is could be making things up to be off the floor, could be creating scenarios to be off the floor. We can't tell. And and I think maybe a guy like Zion Williamson suffers because of the culture right now. Yeah, I don't look at Zion as a bust. I don't think that's fair to him. You know, he suffered a foot injury. Uh, we were surprised when he was having surgery. Joel Embiid missed two seasons. Ben Simmons is more likely to be a bust than Zion, in my opinion, because, it, you know, the foot is tricky, but so is the back. You got a herniated disc with Ben Simmons. He hasn't played. Even when he was healthy, he wasn't playing. But Zion, I think, rehabbing in Portland, that probably bothered the uh, New Orleans fan base. Like, why can't he do it here? I don't know why Portland, out of all the places where you can rehab, but if it brings him back and he's healthy and ready to go. I mean, look at the numbers that he put up. Short period of time. Those are incredible numbers. And he's a great player. Um, You know, I wonder as he moves forward, uh, you know, can you continue to play that way? It's like John ja Morant. I wonder about John. Ja. Can he continue to have that attacking style? Because I, I think that I don't care who you are. You eventually stop going to the hoop. You know, LeBron did. Jordan did. They all do. They develop some other game because when you go to the hoop, uh, there's good things that can happen. There's bad things that can happen. Can Zion be a guy who is mid-range jumper? Have a 
decent three-point shot. Maybe cut down on the amount of times he goes to the hoop. But I, I don't call him a bust. Way too soon to do that. Play of the day's up next. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats. One place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the exclusive trading card partner of the NBA. Panini America utilizes iconic brands. They deliver instant classic trading cards. They got the most popular players, the Greek Freak, Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, so many more. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, something for everyone in Panini America. It's more than just the NBA. Panini, in fact, just sent me some UFC cards yesterday. They're the exclusive home for the NFL, NASCAR, collegiate trading cards. Collect all your favorite NBA players, top-selling rookie trading cards. Also, they have exclusive athletes like John Morant, Luca, Trey Young, Kevin Durant, Anthony Edwards, only from Panini Authentic. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. See the hottest trending products and sign up to get all the latest galleries straight to your inbox. PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God! The play, the play, is called play. of the day. Check this out. Ray way out there with it now. Six seconds. Five. Trey. Tricky dribbles. He drives right past Gibson and hits the jumper. He put Gibson right on his you-know-what. And the Hawks lead 113 to 105. How do you like that, New York? Trey's got 43. <laughs> he ended with 45, the ninth game of 40 or more points this season. 25th of his career. That's courtesy of 92.9, the game. Hawks Radio Network. Take that, Knicks. Well done, Knicks. Trey Young, still appointment TV. Uh, Jumpstart your morning with M-Drive Start, the convenient protein powder for driven guys. Gives you the energy, the nutrition to keep up with your day. Find it at mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive. In fact, here is Trey Young talking about the New York crowd last night. Another marvelous Broadway show put on by Trey Young. 45 points, 8 assists. What is it about this building that brings out the best in you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 a lot of bright lights in here, a lot of talking going on. Uh, It's fun. It's a fun atmosphere to play in. I mean, but any any night you're able to play basketball is fun, so I, I try to enjoy it. Yeah, he looks like he's having fun out there. And kind of embracing the uh, reaction by the Knicks crowd. Yeah, Seton? Seems like wherever Trey Young is, there's a lot of trash talking going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Paul. If you're a Knicks fan, those are the losses you really like where you can <laughs> yell at someone. It's way better than an average loss. This is a fun loss. But at some point, do you say, you know, maybe we don't yell at him. Maybe we just let him go out there and play. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Uh, 
Let's see. What else do we have? Colts introduced Matt Ryan. Raiders introduced Devontae Adams. Still waiting to find out what happens with Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, Baker Mayfield's been on the market for less than a week. Jimmy Garoppolo feels like he's been on the market for a few months. There's a report that the Steelers would be interested in Baker Mayfield if uh, he were available, but it feels like there's a caveat attached to that, that they don't want to pay his salary. Like if the Browns cut him, and my source said that, you know, Baker's got to humble himself. He may have to take a backup job. Maybe he could go into Pittsburgh and compete with Mitchell Trubisky. But, you know, when you're coming in after what's happened, you know, you, you have to be a different person than you were in Cleveland. But do you go after him? The Browns, from what I'm told, are asking too much for Baker Mayfield. But if Carolina doesn't want him, I think Jimmy G stays with the Niners. Feels like that they need him to stay there. I would still have him because, from what I'm told, Trey Lance is just not ready to play. And Jimmy G, I would keep him. It's not an exorbitant amount of money. Gives you another year where Trey Lance is learning. Maybe you work him into the lineup a little bit more than you did. You got a team that's really good. I don't want to sacrifice the developmental year with Trey Lance if Jimmy G can get us back to an NFC title game or a Super Bowl. Yeah, Paul. I saw this, and this was not a report, not a report, just speculative talk on Twitter yesterday. If you're the Bucks and could get Baker Mayfield for a very low draft price, do you bring him in and have him have a gap year or whatever you call it and then take over for Tom Brady? Yeah, but I don't know how long Tom's going to play. You bring him in. I, like, I, I, I don't want him there. I don't want Tom going, what's the deal? Like, I, this guy's going to sit. Like, Aaron Rodgers... With Jordan Love, like, this dude ain't taking my job. I mean, I'm going back-to-back MVPs. He's not going to play. And if I'm the Buccaneers, do Bruce Arians doesn't seem like he would put up with Baker Mayfield. I can't imagine that. I think they're, they're fine with the Blaine Gabbard. Like, that's, they don't have to worry about it. Tom doesn't worry about it. You know, non-threatening quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's a market for non-threatening quarterbacks, but uh, there should be. It's like, um, oh, Chase Daniel, non-threatening. Maybe a Count McCown brother. <laughs> yes, Seton. Man, that, you know, that's a good point about Bruce Arians. That might not work out with Baker Mayfield, but man, would I love to see that happen. Because <laughs> yeah. that's a dude, he ain't standing for anything. Oh, I can't imagine <laughs> that. That first time where he says something to, uh, you know, Bruce Arians, and Bruce Arians pulls him over, yells at him. That, that that won't end well. Uh, Dan in Toledo. Hi, Dan. What's on your mind today? DP and uh, Dan, three-piece. How's everybody today? Great. Everybody's great. Thank you, Dan. Good. Good. Hey, I got, a, I got two questions for you, Dan. Um, yesterday was Pro Day. That was the topic of conversation earlier this morning. Does Jackson State and Dion have any serious chance of getting anybody in the pros? And uh, with Dion there, he's obviously got a big recruiting uh, star power, but uh, what's your thoughts on that? And then uh, Tom Brady was on Instagram yesterday practicing with Julian Edelman. Is he coming back? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know health-wise if he can play. But, yeah, the, the pro days, it's rare when you have a bad pro day. But everybody caught up in uh, Malik Willis, who's a, who's a really good talent. I just don't know if he's going to be a starter anytime soon. One more item as we close out this uh, first hour here. Simply Safe Home Security. If you don't take my word for it, you should, though. 
U.S. News, PC Magazine, Popular Science. They've all ranked Simply Safe Home Security the best home security system of last year. U.S. News has already named Simply Safe the best home security system of 2022. Simply Safe protects your whole home around the clock, every door, every window. Now, there's so many things to love. There's no long-term contracts. That means they're with you every step of the way. A lot of these security systems, these companies, you sign that long-term contract. Good luck. Got to wait until that contract's over before you feel like you could get somebody to help you. Less than one dollar a day for Simply Safe. You got protection there. You set it up. Thirty minutes or less. And once again, no hidden fees, no contracts, no pushy salespeople. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a couple minutes. SimplySafeDam.com. Get a free indoor security camera plus twenty percent off with interactive monitoring. SimplySafeDam.com. 